Kindred Vitae holds many mystical properties, but one of the more useful and versatile is its ability to enthrall almost anyone. Mortal, kindred, even some supernatural creatures find themselves unable to resist the intense emotions brought about by consuming merely a few droplets of the vampire's blood. There is no distinction between kindred either, as a vampire of the weaker generations can just as easily bind an elder hundreds if not thousands of years older than them. That is a frightening prospect in the complex scheming of the Jihad. Indeed, some elders of particular taste might even pursue this strange relationship voluntarily, relishing the emotions of being madly in love with someone so thoroughly inferior to themselves and being in a position of complete subjugation. Or perhaps they merely wish to feel anything, their withered hearts long since devoid of even the basest spark of humanity. And for someone like that, what does it actually matter if that emotion is not real? And as long as the thrall is fed once a year, the blood bond will last until they either manage to shake it off or perish in the process. Regardless of who the potential thrall is, the act of blood bonding is done in three steps, each one requiring the passage of at least one night before the next can be taken. And when the drinker first tastes the regnant's blood on their lips, a strong burst of emotion erupts in their chest. While love could certainly be one of those emotions, an intense hatred or a deep envy could similarly develop and grow. Regardless of how this newfound obsession manifests, the thrall finds himself unable to stop thinking about the regnant. They may accidentally show up at places where the regnant might frequent, and they often find themselves fantasizing or dreaming about them. At this point, the blood bond is not particularly strong and can easily be broken by simple abstinence. But that is if the thrall is even aware that they are bound. After all, how would a bodyguard realize that their desire to see their employer safe goes well above and beyond their usual sense of professionalism? How would a newly sired vampire know that their sire, whom they now suddenly feel strangely attached to, holds this supernatural sway over them? Indeed, Every childer is bound at least one step to their maker simply due to the siring, and many are those elders who forget to tell their child about the bond before they have fed them thrice, creating a useful pawn in them. Clan Tremere once enforced a rule that demanded that all neonates drink the blood from all seven elders of the clan, thereby cementing their position in this pyramid of power. Although cruel, this served the dual purposes of both ensuring loyalty within the clan, to the clan, as well as showing a very unified front to their enemies, of whom there were quite many. When the thrall drinks the regnant's blood for the second time, their feelings grow even stronger. Although they are not yet a slave to the other, priorities change, space is made for the regnant's wishes and desires. They must force themselves to act in a way that could possibly endanger their regnant, and the owner of the binding may easily command their thrall to do things for them. This ensures that the next and final step in the bond is so much easier to perform. After the third taste, the bond is complete, and a deep, unnatural obsession blooms. The regnant is the single most important person in the thrall's life, to the point that weaker-willed individuals may be willing to do anything the regnant asks of them, up to and including murder or even suicide. It is a disturbing thing and a perversion of everything love is meant to be. A full blood bond cannot be replaced by another bond, even a lesser one. It is not uncommon for kindred to have several first or even second step bonds, especially if they miss the passion their human hearts once contained. 
but if they are ever fully bond to a regnant, there is no room for any other. Many are the kindred who commit this act together, simultaneously becoming each other's regnant and thralls, but such a connection, as devoted as it might be, will almost always devolve into a twisted dark parody of what a healthy relationship should be. When you only have eyes for each other, any interaction with others may light an intense fire of envy or even rage with potentially disastrous results. It is possible for kindred to momentarily resist their bond, but it requires a tremendous effort on their part to lift the veil if only for a few moments, and mortals are almost always unable to resist. Indeed, the best way to rid someone of the blood oath is to isolate them from their regnant for months, maybe even years, in a process that is extremely taxing on the thrall as their unnatural longing only grows in intensity as their regnant's blood fades from their veins. This process is far from risk-free, of course, and it could cause serious, lasting damage to the psyche of the Thrall as they wrestle with the inner turmoil caused by their abstinence. Killing the Regnant might also be a solution, albeit an uncertain one. Depending on the Thrall's disposition and willpower, the loss of the Regnant could induce a state in the Thrall that could easily lead them to taking extreme measures to be reunited with their love. Suffice to say, the blood bond is a cruel and inhumane tool in the kindred's arsenal, and while it is useful, it is also fundamentally oppressive and akin to slavery. The Sabbats have their own version of the blood bond called Valdery. Conducted using ancient Khuldun rituals and the mixing of their blood, the Sabbat pack binds themselves to each other and to their purpose. This has served the otherwise chaotic and unstable sect well as the Vinculum, the blood tie helps focus the troops towards their purpose. It also helps that the vinculi never fades, and thus many Sabbat veterans have, over the centuries, shared blood with Cainites all over the world, forging bonds that are nigh unbreakable. But what happens when you drink too deep? When two vampiric lovers are so enraptured that one simply does not stop feeding until it is too late? When an elder is caught, staked, and paralyzed, drained by upstart fledglings. Diablerie, the Amaranth, is the ultimate crime in the Camarilla and anathema to their teachings, and for a good reason, as it not only kills the victim, it destroys their very soul. Elders fear this, for they remember the night of the First Inquisition, when not only did the kind rise up against them, but their own child as well. The Anarch Revolt led to the diablery of countless elders, but, even more importantly, of two ancient beings, the founders of Clan Simitsi and La Zombra. Not only is kindred blood significantly sweeter and richer than any drunk from kind, it also carries power. Your generation defines how far removed you are from the first vampire, how diluted your vitae is, and the blood of elders carry a potency not found in the younger licks. For many vampires who have once tasted elder blood, feeding on kine may be likened to drinking the blood of rats. It provides sustenance, but it pales in comparison. But taste alone is not what might attract a diablerist. By drinking another kindred dry, they may lower their own generation, thereby coming closer to Cain and bolstering the potency of their own blood. They may even manifest new powers previously unavailable to them. But this comes at a great price, for the soul of a diabolized kindred is consumed as well, and if their will was strong enough, they will never truly disappear. A diabolist may find great joy in the powers their sin has brought them, 
but that joy may fade quickly as the voice of their victim now haunts their dreams. In fact, a sufficiently strong soul may live on in the attacker's body, planning, waiting to one day take over. But even without these threats, Diablerie is a dangerous path to walk. It will stain your humanity, for few crimes are as severe as the consumption of another kindred soul, destroying any chance they may have had of finding peace in the afterlife. Your crime might also be discovered by kindred who wield the power of auspex or thaumaturgy, as they do have means of detecting the telltale signs of a diablerist. Should you be discovered, the local prince will surely call a blood hunt on you, which means that any kindred of the city is free to hunt you down and drink your blood, killing you in the process. Diablerie may technically not be allowed during this time, after all, many elders know of the risks, but few princes bother conducting a thorough investigation unless they suspect the victim was so powerful that they may have survived in some form. The Banu Hakim, sometimes disparagingly called the Asamites, are known diablerists and therefore rightly feared by the Camarilla. These assassin scholars have a long and complicated relationship with the Amaranth, and it is rumored that they have discovered exactly what it is in a kindred's blood that contains the soul of the victim, calling it the heart's blood. The Sabat too have no qualms about diablerie, and in fact they embrace it. After all, their sect was founded upon the diablery performed on their antediluvians. If creatures so ancient and powerful could be destroyed, then what do the young truly have to fear from the old? I would like to thank my neonate patrons and the Ancilla Edward Reed for their continued support of my work. And thank you for listening. Be careful out there, for Gehenna may soon be upon us.